good Thursday to you, my friend. It's August 10th, 2023. Let's listen. <sighs> Makes my morning, man. It really does. Sometimes I get a little bit lost in that. I hope uh, your week is going well. It's Thursday. It's um, my favorite day of the week. Haven't screwed up the weekend yet. It's still all sitting in front of me. and um, But we're getting later in the week. So I feel like mm, we're making some progress toward that moment when things shift into my favor for the week. <laughs> uh, I've, been jo- I've been going through these programs a little bit quicker uh, over this last week. And um, it's I, I'm making some changes, and they're going to be all good. I think I think they're going to be. It's going to make this more fun for you. It's going to make it way more fun for me. Um, I came to this with an idea of just trying to scratch a creative itch, and um, I used my daily journal uh, routine in the morning to do that. And um, I'm going to kind of expand from there a little bit, do some things that are a little bit more. Um, creative for me and more fun for me to be able to do so uh you'll have to stay tuned for that and i will discuss that as details become available to me and that's not that somebody else has to give me details i just have to kind of button a few things up and when i do then i will let you know joke of the day today what happens to a frog's car when it breaks down it gets towed You know, to this day, I still know people who don't know the difference between a frog and a toad. <laughs> it's just funny that a frog's car gets towed. <laughs> um, but it, it is, there's a huge difference between frogs and toads. Uh, you can just look at them and tell them most of the time. Uh, but anyway, that's that's the joke of the day today. <laughs> that I can, I know, you know, like I know some people for sure listen to this frequently, if not always. And I, there's a few of them, I'm like, they just laughed at that. They totally just laughed at that because it's, it's just, it's right up their alley. Frog alley. <laughs> uh, what am I grateful for today? Uh, this is the part of the program where I, this is actually the, the journaling part where I take things from my journal and I put them in here uh, and let you hear them. And uh, today I'm... Really grateful for knowledge, creativity, and imagination. I have told people for years and years and years that creativity and imagination come from knowledge. And when you know your craft so well, it allows you to be as creative as anything. And the sky's the limit because you know you can put parts and pieces together in a way that not many people do because you have that base knowledge. Then imagination is also an experiential thing and comes from knowledge, in my opinion, because your imagination at one stage in your life couldn't be what your imagination could be later. Maybe it was better then because you don't, you know, exercise that muscle, but just having seen things, a movie uh, allows you to think in a way that maybe you never would have thought before. And then you, you know, go beyond that and beyond the next thing and beyond the next thing. And so... I am so grateful for those things and kind of grateful for where I, I where I am with those things in my life. I wish I was better at all of them, but grateful that I'm at least where I am. 
Uh, Einstein, there's a great quote by him that says, Imagination is more important than knowledge, for knowledge is limited, whereas imagination embraces the entire world. And there's people that debate that out there. I read a whole article on this the other day about that's not what he meant. But it is, there's two times in which he said it. One time he, he was actually talking about one of his theories and what he thought played a more important role in that theory. And then later on, he said it exactly the way we think this should have gone. And that's the version I'm using. And I agree with that. You know, you can only know so much, but you can imagine anything. I'm grateful for pragmatism. It's a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing because it kind of keeps things even keeled when, you know, when the pressure's hot. Um, but it's a curse because it causes strife. I, I've noticed that the more pragmatic I am in scenarios where there's teams involved, um, if your pragmatism rubs someone the wrong way, uh, because they have said something that your pragmatism can't allow you to th- to believe. They're defensive about that. And rather than just saying, no, this is simple, this is black and white and we're thinking too much, that's going to offend somebody. But it's a very pragmatic way to look at things. We need to just kind of boil this down to what it is. And for some reason, that's that's offensive to some people, or it causes them to be defensive. I'm also great for, grateful for uh, great musicians today. And what I'm talking about is not great bands, great songwriter. It's the instrumentalists and the vocalists who can, on their own, by themselves, bring you to tears, or just make you feel so emotional, so joyful, so whatever. Because they're either so good at it that you're appreciating that brilliance in their talent or that they're so good at it that they're portraying a message or conveying a message would be the better way to say it that makes you emotional in one way or the other. I'm grateful for good hair days. Um, In fact, I especially love a hair day when I roll out of bed and my hair looks fine. I love that. I just, I'm like... I couldn't do it that well. I couldn't sit here and try to make it look that good. And it looks good. And I appreciate that. And I have to uh, shout out to Bailey who cuts my hair because if she didn't do a good job of that, that would never happen. (laughs) So in fact, maybe if she didn't do a good job, I could never make it look good regardless of whether I slept on it funny or, or what have you. Don't forget to be grateful today. And if you're grateful for someone, let them know. Please, for the love of God. Makes everybody a better person. This is the meat of the show. It's a part of the program we called What's Eating Kale? These are things that interest, confound, or gnaw at me. They're the things that are going to get in my way later. That's, that's the real reason why I started ever putting these things down on, in my journal. It's just like I just want to write something down to, so that I don't get caught up in it later on today. Um, Lisa, my betrothed, um, came to me and said that someone at work had told her that, you know, when we were growing up, at least we didn't have to deal with furries. My kids have to go to school with furries, she said. 
she told her that kids in school now identify as animals and they're called furries. She said that they make animal noises in class and kids are warned not to make fun of them or haze them. And there's a part of me that thought, there is no way this is true. None. And uh, so I went to look it up because I wanted to know a little bit more about it. I have never heard of furries until this conversation. Um, and then I thought, well, if this is existing, this is like kind of a group of people pushing the envelope to see how what they can get away with. What kind of bullshit they can pass off on people and make them, you know, bow to their uniqueness. And then I did, when I researched it, I found out that the coworker is buying into a lot of myths. And if she's hearing this from the school, from authorities at the school, then the school is not uh, dialed into what this really is. Uh, because the myths are that these furries identify as animals and that, that that's just not true. They're people who are interested in animals with human characteristics. They're not trying to be that. They don't believe that they are that. And then they create like a persona, which they call a fursona. It's like cosplay people. People who go to like uh, Comic-Con all dressed up. But these people are like creating their own characters that are a mix of human and, and animals. They're not they're not sitting there going, well, I'm a cat. And they, she was saying that they, they have to have litter boxes now in the bathrooms. It's all bullshit. That is not a thing. So if you've been hearing these, you've been sucked into some crap. Um, everybody believes that they wear suits or tails or things like that. Less than 25% of people who I, who say that they're furries um, even have suits. They're, they're, it's just not really that big of a thing. They're just caught up in this kind of mythical creatures that they get to create on their own. Uh, the litter box thing is a bunch of crap. The fact that they crawl around on all fours is a bunch of crap. That's not not a real furry. It's a real thing. It's it's like a whole group of people. Um, people think that furries and cosplay are roughly the same thing. They're not. Um, fursuits are you know optional to furries. Again, only 25% of them even have them. Cosplay requires a costume. Furries develop a persona on their own. And then cosplay, people act like whatever they're dressed up as. So, different there. What's fascinating to me about this, though, is, you know, once I even got down to the what the reality is, and that's not this super crazy thing I'm going to have to start wrapping my head around, um, is that there's always a group of people who don't, they, they can't take everything that's in front of them and find a way to fit in. And then their creativity and their imagination spawn this idea. Like, you know, wouldn't this be cool? And I'm going to make an outfit that is like, and so they do this. And then it starts with just like one person or a few people. And then they find all kinds of people who can relate to this idea. And to us, it seems so far out there to us, to people who aren't <laughs> into, you know, dressing up in costume and things like that or inventing my own persona. You know, it seems so far out there, but then, you know, they, they 
they've gone somewhere with their imagination and their creativity that I'm either not capable of or I'm too simple to think of. Uh, but it reminds me of things that my dad used to tell me all the time. And he used to say these things all the time, but I think my dad probably wouldn't say them today. He, he's changed a little bit, like he's gotten you know, a little bit more uh, black and white in his beliefs. But he used to say to, to me, at least all the time, it takes all kinds of people to make the world go around, he'd say. And that was it. I believe that 100%. And he used to say, I'll just live and let live. Leave, leave whoever that is alone. Just leave them be. Let them, let them be what they are. Live and let live, he'd say. I remember very specific situations at very specific times he'd say that to me. And this is one of those times. I don't care. Go have your fun. Go do, if you think this is awesome, go do it. Enjoy yourself. Don't thrust it upon me and make me feel bad because I don't. But what do I care? Just go enjoy. Be weird. Let your freak flag fly. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't think. I don't think you're wrecking anything for anybody. I mean, if that were the case, then no city would ever allow Comic-Con to exist. Or Gen Con or these things. So, now you know about furries if you didn't already. Um, And if you were sucked in and you think that this is a new thing that schools are having to deal with and putting litter boxes in bathrooms and what have you, uh, well, sorry. You were led astray. It's time for me to learn from my mistakes and the mistakes of others so that I can become a better person. So the thing that, um, some of the things that I want to talk to you about that I can't talk about right now that I will be revealing over the next week or two, um, made me think of this, and this might give you some clues, but there is a great title to a chapter in, I believe a Stephen R. Covey book or Stephen Covey, whichever is the, the, the man that started all the seven habits of highly effective people. It might have even been in that book um, that there was a title to a chapter that was the main thing is the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing, and I loved that title. Um, I've used variations of that. The problem in solving problems is identifying the problem. Uh, I, so I've used that kind of thing before, but I loved the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing, and. Um, at any given moment in our lives, the main thing, the thing that you should be tending to most can seemingly change, right? Like in one moment it's work and the next it's family and the next it's, you know, a whole other thing and it might just be relaxing and having fun that that's the most important thing that I got to do right now. But it's way more important than, if, what I'm learning is that it's way more important to look at my life as a whole and from a 30,000 foot view and you know, kind of take that main compass of what do I want to do with my life? What do I want to be? What do I want to, what do I want to achieve? And use that compass to make decisions. What's most important. And the thing that I'm kind of getting to right now is that uh, if I don't take care of myself, I can't take care of others or other things that I want to do. And I don't have any problems right now. um, But I realize that there are certain things that I want to do that I'm impeding myself from because I'm not 
taking as good a care of myself as I should, or even if it's not right now, that it's going to happen. It will 100% there's going to come a time when, you know, like my health choices are going to impact my ability to do things the way I want to do them for a long period of time. Started losing some weight by limiting calories and being more active. Also spent a lot of time doing, and I should want to say a lot. It's probably not a lot. It's probably 15, 20 minutes a day of being like, now granted I'm eating better and I'm working out a little bit, but I'm also spending time to do things that are super physically challenging. Um, and I like it. Um, I regret it sometimes cause it, you know, I'll, uh, uh, now my neck hurts for a day. Um, my back hurts cause I'm doing this right. But it's going to take a little time, but I'm going to make health my first priority. Right, Because I think that that's really, at the end of the day, the only way that we can make this meat suit that we're walking around in every day work for a long period of time is to take care of you know, our ability to work it. You know, I'm going to start working with people who can help me you know, go way beyond what I can do on my own. That's my goal. Uh, eating more healthy all the time. Uh, that doesn't mean I'm going to give up alcohol and not eat pizza or burgers ever. It just means limiting those things. And when I do eat them, to make sure that I'm counteracting them with some exercise or other foods that will help me you know, digest or you know, just be better you know, with other meals. What I'm realizing is it's later in the game. I'm 54 years old and I have a lot of things that I want to do. And again, while there's no problem right now, I mean, it's, you know, I, my doctor told me once, the reality is once you're past 40, your odds of not having a serious health issue double. I was like, whoa. <laughs> uh, and I'm 54. And so, you know, it, there's just, I'm sure stuff's going to start breaking down. I'm already in a wheelchair. So, you know, I already have that strike against me, but I really don't have anything else going on right now physically. But that's not to say it's not going to happen. So I'm grateful for being healthy today as well. Um, but I'm cognizant of the fact that, that that's just, it's not just a given. It's not something that is owed to me. It's not something that I should just expect to continue by osmosis. That's what's eating kale today. Ben and I talk AI tomorrow. Until then, make it a good one.